Imagine every sitcom and romantic comedy about college postgrad and how magical it was supposed to be. Imagine that it's the exact opposite and you have the lives of Tiffany Ho and McKenna Wan. Having a beautiful apartment that overlooks the LA skyline with a hot boyfriend and a group of girlfriends who goes out to bars every night is not the reality. At a postgrad, we quickly discovered that our expectations of this grand life we were promised was neither what we imagined or even existent. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day -day struggles and achievements of a 20-something-year-old in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Welcome back to the Mature Podcast. Um, I'm your host, McKenna. And I'm Tiffany. And today we are going to talk about the unspoken pressures of feeling like you have to stay the way that people perceive you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is a really good topic. I think, I think you, I feel, I feel like the both of us, we deal with this the most mm -hmm. since we left. We're going to take yes. a step back. And everyone around us that we're so used to being around is not around us anymore. Mm -hmm. And so now we have to really think about who we are, our identity, and what are the pressures that we've been kind of playing into. And yeah. now we don't have to, or maybe we still have to now. Yeah, it kind of just depends. So, I mean, just kind of diving right in there, like, where do you think that people kind of perceive you, like, as you are now. Okay, I think or how you used to be actually. Let's let's do used to be first. I think used to be, I think I've I think growing up, my personality is very I would say it's pretty big and very loud. Uh, no. <laughs> I would okay, this is like a this is like something I don't think I've really talked about this like ever with anybody, but when I was a kid we, when I lived in like um, this like little neighborhood, all these kids, I would go over to all these kids' house, and I would constantly, like, I would get kicked out all the time of these people's houses. I would come over and play. Like, Wait, just, what? I would literally get kicked out because the mom would always be like, "You're too loud. You have to get out." <laughs> I would get kicked out all the time. I had this friend when she was like two years older than me, and we lived in the same neighborhood. So I'd go over to her house after school and her mom, like, she was so sweet, but she was just like a stay-at-home mom. And I'd like gotten kicked out of her house so many times because I was being too loud in her house because her daughter was very quiet and I was just like, blah, blah, blah. And then she would she'd be like, You need to get out. Like, you're being too loud for my daughter. Okay, first of all, what parent is being like, You're too loud for my daughter, get out? Yeah, like it was like actually, it was like pretty normal thing. I'd get kicked out pretty often, which is like kind of funny thinking back on it, but I am I'm like very loud. I like say what's on my mind. I think that for for the long for the longest time, I feel like that's kind of I think I was I think I didn't accept it because I was like, oh, I'm not that loud. Cause I don't hear how loud I am. It's just like when people are telling you're being really loud. And then they also used to tell me that I was um, just, like, very, like, honest. And that was, like, a, they, they said it in a bad way, like, oh, you're being too honest. Oh, oh. so you were, like, that blunt girl yeah. who's, like, no, this is how it is. And <laughs> this is wrong. how it is. Like, you just have to take it. It's like, no, your shirt isn't that cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I like, to your face. As an eight-year-old, you're like, oh, wait, oh, my God, your shirt is so cute. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh. So that was. 
was, I feel like that's how people perceive. But I, I think I also had this like very sweet side to mm-hmm. me, to my personality. Like I was very like nurturing because um, I'm the oldest of now four or the four of us. But before there was only um, three of us. So I was uh, always, you know, I've been the oldest. So I've always been the type, type of person to be very nurturing, even though I can be loud and like be really honest. So I think growing up, I think there's always this expectation for me to take care of everything and everyone around me and be that person to, you know, speak up and defend your sisters when you, when, when it comes time to. Yeah. I, I totally feel that. I think I definitely fed into that, like kind of caretaker role, even though I, I'm like the youngest of two people. (laughs) Just me Um, and your sister. Just me and my sister. Like, that's all it is. Um, but yeah, I think the way that I like had people perceive me was very much this like all American, like Christian girl goes to church every Sunday, gets straight A's, like just the perfect, like suburban, like child. Or like, like classic. Yeah, just like the classic white conservative, like, yep. you know, does well in school, is like captain of the basketball team, like just well rounded. Just a well rounded type of person. And so I like that was my identity. Yeah. That like I perfect. Being perfect yeah. was my identity. And you know, I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna feed into that. <laughs> like it doesn't hurt me. I mean, who likes to literally sit like no one likes to be like, hmm, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Like in my head, I was like, no one actually wants to say that. Like everyone wants to. Not when you're not when you're younger. Not when I was younger. And so for so long, I just fed into this like need to like you know take care of everyone. On top of that, because that was like my identity. That was my perception that I thought people had of me. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. it's like like weird saying it out loud. Yeah, because it's so. Like, I really hope people who are listening are just like, wow, like thinking back on like what they thought it was and was just like, mm, mm, probably not. Please relate to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, please understand where we're coming from. I think, I think everyone kind of, I think everyone at one point or another, whether they're younger, like in elementary school or even high school, I think as, as you get older, you kind of, you kind of develop that because people start commenting and you hear it more and when you're younger I think you don't really care what people say because you're like oh whatever but then I think over time when someone's like being repetitive about about something that's a good point over time then you're gonna start to believe it so like I you know when when you see like little children and you tell them like oh you're such a troublemaker Mm. and you just constantly tell you're you're such a troublemaker then eventually maybe they'll just believe that they are they'll kind of play into that and I think that's the point of growing up to see you know how that like that name calling or the way people perceive you yeah that pressure to kind of almost be that person or because that's the person you've always been now it's kind of are you really that person you can't be a troublemaker when you know you're (laughs) you're growing out of it so I think it's it starts from when you're young yeah. and then you kind of just take on whatever people are telling yeah, you. Yeah, it's kind of like the stereotypes. I mean, kind of like in Breakfast Club, there were like, you know, the jock, the nerd, the like princess, the yeah. basket case. Like, what's the other one? I I could not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of forgot. But those who watch will know. Yeah. Um, but it's like feeding into those stereotypes. You know, you've always gotten straight A's. So it's like, well, you know, what happens when I get a B? 
Yeah. And so instead of like, I mean, it's kind of like the determining factor is like, well, you know, if I if I continue getting A's then I'll continue being the nerd, mm. you know, and it's like feeding into that where like, oh, well, now I kind of have to get A's like if I don't, people are going to think of me differently. And do I necessarily want that? That's yeah, I think that's that is the literally like unspoken pressure doing well in school. Yeah. Doing well in school, doing well at your job, doing pl- just succeeding. Doing, yeah, succeeding, succeeding in, whatever, definitely in whatever you've been known to do. Exactly. Whether that's sports, whether that's the arts, whether that's, you know, your job, like doesn't matter. It's like if you have slowly become a label, mm. it's almost like, oh, what happens if I no longer am that label? So, oh. I mean, like. Okay, so based on the stuff that you were talking about, like yeah. you were really loud, like you were a caretaker, like do you feel like you currently still have like some of those same pressures? I definitely do. I think it's I think it's more of I think being caretaker is one thing, but I think mm-hmm. what comes from being a caretaker is having the like unspoken pressure of having everything together because if you can't take care of Like, it doesn't matter how you're doing as long as you can take care of other people. So if I can't take care of other people, then, like, what am I doing? It doesn't matter how I'm doing. It almost kind of takes Mm -hmm. myself out of the the question of, oh, I just need to learn to to be there for others in order to to find my identity and to constantly do that for people or else it just just doesn't matter. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Because I definitely relate to that where, you know, my almost passion my calling is to help other people yeah and so like my vocation like the way that I do my job and everything that's just like an expression of it yeah where like my core nature is to help people so I totally relate to that where like I mean that's I think that's something that I continue to feel an unspoken pressure for is to take care of people to almost be that therapist friend and I mean that's like my job that's like what I want to do for a living but outside of that like it's just something I love to do but I almost feel like because I love to do it so much like it's almost I don't want to like speak badly about my friends or family because I don't think they even know that they're doing it but Mm -hmm. it's like I almost feel like they you like they take advantage of that because Mm -hmm. it is something that I love to do and they know that they can come to me and I love that about it it's just like a double-edged sword in a way where it's like oh you know I love doing it but like when is too much if where's find that boundary where's, yeah and it's that a, line uh, classic balance no. in life yeah it is and just trying to you know i like for you, you that's your expertise that's mm-hmm. why it's hard because it's like it's not like for example if i could play piano and you just want to ask me to play piano then i can just do it whenever i can just shut it off and it's a skill that i can provide for you yeah. but for you your skill is literally sitting with people, <laughs> helping them process. So at what point is it like, okay, I'm going to turn that off. And like, I cannot do that for you today. <laughs> like, you know, it's Which just is such a scary thought. Cause listening to you say that I'm like, well, what? Like I go through a million questions. Like, well, how would I do that? And, yeah. like, and like, I couldn't say no to people and that's a whole other <laughs> issue. But like, I mean, Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't turn it <laughs> off, you know? It's just for you. It's it's a skill that you have. It's already within you. Yeah. 
and you're good at it. So at what point you're like, nope, like me, stores closed today. Can 48, I? 48 minutes of me realizing that I have issues. <laughs> no, and then and I think it's it's that's the point. You learn to take that skill, and then as you work more in the industry, you'll learn how to balance that between life yeah. and in such a, in a healthy manner. Not like I'm gonna shut you out because I don't want to do this for you. Right. It's gonna be like. Well, I love you and I can sit here with you as a friend, as a family member, but not necessarily be your therapist or yeah. try to quote unquote fix you. Yeah, it's just, it's definitely setting a boundary for sure. Um, do you, going back to, you know, your perceptions, um, you know, you got kicked out. I did not know that, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I was just like everyone to know. I had no idea that she got kicked out I of the house. Yeah. Um, but, like, do you feel like you still kind of have to, like, be that loud, like, dominant voice in, like, friendships or, like, in your family or even just in general? Like, do you still feel that pressure? I think now the loudness has um, transitioned more to, like, the entertaining person. Okay. So, I think, like, like specifically for my family, like, especially when I hang out, like, with my aunts and my cousins. And I feel I have to be that person who kind of breaks all the drama, the tensions mm. with, like, jokes. Like, I have to be the person who makes all, like, the weird, like, Vietnamese jokes <laughs> with, like, mix it up with some English in there. And it's just, like, I'm that, like, very comedic person in my family because because I am loud and I have that really, like, strong personality, I can break the ice. Like, I can be that person to relieve people when things are getting really serious. Mm. And... I think that this that's an example of like something that's very like small and it's very unconscious and it, it does not harm me and right now like it's not harming me anyway, but that's like something that's very surface level. That's something that yeah. I do of I feel like when I go and I see my family I have to be that person, the funny person who's like, Oh, I don't take life so seriously. When actually I'm the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm like constantly super anxious. And I worry about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an unspoken pressure. pressure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, I'm just kind of taking that in. That is a lot to handle at one point. Yeah. You know, just for, like, one person to feel that they have to be that comic relief every time they walk into, like, a difficult situation. That, yeah. That takes a toll on someone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, no, for fun. sure. But like, and it can be fun. Yeah. And like, you know, these unspoken pressures, and I think that's a good point to make. These unspoken pressures aren't necessarily like, oh, I feel like the weight of the sh- like my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, you know, it's not necessarily like that all the time. It can just be like something that causes you anxiety. Yeah. And it's just like a little added stress that like you don't notice, but it tends to build up sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Um, so like, you know, in a family situation, if it's like really tense, you're just like, okay, like, is anybody else going to defuse the situation? No. no. Okay. It's me. Yeah. You know, it's knowing that like, oh, you're that person. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like there's no one else to like rely on to like defuse a situation. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> All right. So what do you think is like one of like a small thing that you think that you have to like continue doing besides like the the caretaker thing? I think we can talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, let's right now. Let's just talk about like surface level things that you think that you have to. I would mm, I would say like the the goody goody um, aspect of my life has really 
which again is like so much on me in a weird way where like I know that it's all about like the unpre like the unknown pressure of like other people perceiving you that way. But I think because I've like kept it going for so long, you can't, you can't that I like I can't go back. <laughs> like I've like I've locked it, like locking my answer. Like that, that is that is that is me for the rest of my life, you know. Um, and it's not to say that I like, you know, want to go onto like the deep end of being like <laughs> the bad girl, like, like not care about. Yeah, because that's not me either, yeah. you know. Um, and I would say like the goody goody of like me and a general sense is like that is my identity you know that is like very much to who I am and I would say like a lot of my close family a lot of my close friends would all say like Rihanna just like has that in her you know that's mm. just kind of her in a nutshell um that sounded so like <laughs> wait so okay so how like what does that look like in like a I would say like it's not just, day day but like in a common I would say it's like situation. just like a strong moral sense like mm. it's very much like doing the right thing and um for like my culture like I grew up as a Christian and so um that was very much like going to church every Sunday and like you know not just like going because like it was you know my parents told me to but it was something that I was passionate about and like something I you know dove deeper into I was a part of my youth group I was on leadership like that was something that I enjoyed and that I fed into because people looked at me and said, oh, she's such a great Christian. And so that was me just being like, yeah, I am. That play right I, into I, what I played saying. exactly into what they were saying. And that's not to say that I was inauthentic in that um, because I was passionate about it and I loved it. Um, but it was very much like, I would say a good like 75% was like, yes, this is me. This is who I am. This is stuff that I'm passionate about. And a solid 25% was like, I'm doing it because other people think I should, mm. which is very like hard to admit no it, that's because yeah, like it no one wants to say like oh I'm doing it because other people like expect you expect to. me to do it especially when it comes to something so sensitive about like religion mm -hmm. um because that's like my own faith and that's like my own personal journey um but overall I think I definitely fed into that where like you know I didn't feel that I could like that affects like my social media, the way that I present myself to like mm. other people, the way I presented myself to um, higher ups in like companies and um, even at school. That was a huge aspect, I think, for me because um, I was almost like a face for like my schools. Yeah. Because people were like, oh, this is what we want to show other people to look like. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I can't post this I can't say this I can't cuss like I just felt very censored so you felt like you had to put on like um, you're like playing this character yeah almost like at, in, at all points of your life yeah whether it was at school at church yeah just like with your family mm -hmm. anywhere so you just felt like you're putting on this I, yeah I think it was easier to you know I, I wouldn't say like I was putting on a show mm -hmm. um because again like a lot of my um tendencies a lot of my actions they were very authentic like because that was who I was at the center but when I was like I think the aspect that I felt unspoken was like the above and beyond things that I would do mm. like certain extracurriculars I was like oh well like you know a teacher came to me and said I would be really good at this so I just was I just said yes like not necessarily because I was passionate about it, but because like I almost felt like they expected me to say yes. So I was just like, okay, okay I'll do it. Yeah. 
and I would overcommit myself constantly (laughs) because I was just like, oh, well, this would, this would be great. Like, this would be good. Like, oh, this will make me look a certain way. And like, you you know, yeah. So I just did it. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of being like, it's something I'm really passionate about. Never thought about that. No, (laughs) never was like, oh, like, let me think about this. Yeah. You sit down, actually figure out if this is something I want to commit to. Never did that. No, of course not. No. Why why would I do (laughs) that? Why would we do that? (laughs) (laughs) Which I think we learn from doing those things. Yes. You know, and, and that just comes with experience of you know over committing ourselves or even just you know playing like that goody two shoes and see what actually what that means to you like mm-hmm. yes everyone everyone i would i would like to think wants a good sense of like moral like having a good moral compass but kind of taking that above and beyond for you is sometimes could be detrimental making decisions for yourself yeah. that's not exactly yeah the most healthy for you yeah and i mean granted like kind of moving away from that I'm really glad that like I've actually I like broke a lot of those like Mm. points in my life you know um I like slow I think when I was like 17 that's when I like hit your rebel where my my rebel stage was like (laughs) it was like not a rebel stage at all like I think I mild mild yeah like I don't know did you ever go through like a like a I would say it's like a mild rebel stage to like just kind of push the boundaries like did you ever you know change the way that you were like doing stuff like just to see just to see kind of like like did you ever like someone said like oh can you like do this for me or like can we talk and you were just like no (laughs) honestly I'm gonna say no because it I think it's more recently where I've been testing that okay so I don't think it's I think before I'm I'm always like if I suffer we're chilling like if but if mm. I help everyone else it's fine mm. I'll do it at the expense of myself and so if anyone would call me sure 2 a.m. got you <laughs> oh you need to get picked up because you're trashed at four got you I'll, what boundaries I'll, what boundaries <laughs> like whatever like if someone is calling me like I will I, I will do whatever I can within my means and I will I rarely said no and I think. It took me up until more recently where mm-hmm. I've been in that transition of coming out of, you know, graduating, finishing school, having the time for myself, but also like going through something really heavy and like lots of anxiety and a lot of nervousness where I had to, I could not say yes to everyone. Like I could not, like I didn't have it within my capacity to if everyone called me and I'd be like, okay, I can sit here with you for two hours and talk to you, which is something I used to do all the time. Like I would literally do homework while people are like talking to me. And that was like so normal. And I think, I think a part of me, it was good because it kind of gave me that sense of like, okay, I'm good at what people expect me to do. Mm. I'm a caretaker or I'm, I'm that friend that everyone can call and give, be honest with. Right. That, that is what everyone told me. Like, you are so honest, like you give it straight up. You don't sugarcoat it. And I I think that that I was I gave myself a lot of credit for that. And so when I did that, it made me feel good. So it was a pride thing. Yeah. I think a part of it was a pride thing, yeah. too, of people like feeling needed. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that um, so for the longest time, I really and I think that's why, you know, going through college, it kind of didn't help because then now looking back I think it it just made me 
become more dependent on people's validation. It made me seek it out because if they needed me, then like I was worthy. So I never, ever, yeah, I never sit back and thought, oh, what what would happen if they didn't need me? Like, would I still be worthy in this friendship? Would I still be um, valued if I wasn't giving honest and, you know, like using my time with them to give them value and to make them feel better or to give some sort of valid for their lives like mm-hmm. would I still be worthy for to them so that yeah so <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's a lot and I think yeah. now I'm finally at a point where I'm if someone is like hey can I talk I think I, I start like really small I, I'm not I think I'm still saying yes I haven't completely yeah. said no yet but it's more of me saying like well I can't talk to you right now like, you know, advocating for yourself in that sense is like, it's the smallest thing. It's the smallest thing. Yeah. So instead of. You don't have to change, like, you don't have to necessarily, like, take away, like, all the, like, oh, well, now I have to say no to everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to, like, be dramatic, to be dramatic like, yeah. or extreme or anything like that. It's just you, like, doing what you need to do. Yeah. And I think before, if someone would were to call me, like, yeah, just drop everything, listen to them, or, like, somehow like adapt myself to fit their needs Mm -hmm. now it's sometimes when i know i can't handle it it's like saying okay i'll call you in a couple hours or if they call me i'm like i'm only going to talk to them for 20 minutes i'm like okay you got 20 minutes time what's up and i will get get to you and we'll work it out yeah and those are the little steps i think i'm taking with that aspect of my you know like the unspoken pressure of i have to be that person i'm the voice of reason i am whatever no one ever has to question like is tiff telling the truth because i will give you the truth and it's Mm -hmm. gonna hurt you but it's gonna benefit you and now it's i will give you the truth just at a later time at the time that that helps me keep healthy boundaries in my life yeah yeah Uh, that was (laughs) good (laughs) dang good stuff good stuff so um all right let's see so i think that what are I think that this whole idea of unspoken pressures is, again, just something we go through. So what do you what do you think now, like a current unspoken pressure that you're dealing with now? And like you think you've made tangible steps in like breaking that down or rediscovering or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (sighs) I feel like there's a lot. So it's it's good and it's it's hard to like determine which ones are probably the most um, beneficial recently. I would probably say like um, not feeding into the whole like Christian, you know, religious, like has to be perfect on the outside. Mm. Um, I think I started going through this maybe like after I came back from study abroad, just because my faith had been so shaken. And it was very, like, detrimental to, like, who I was as a person because that was my identity. Like, even while I was um, in South Africa for study abroad, I, like, I was posting blogs and, like, letting family members and, like, you know, um, 
you know, church staff members were looking at my stuff and it was just like, oh, look how great my life is. Like God's touching me in such great ways, which was so true. Like I had gone through this like really emotional experience. But when I got back, I was like, I was freaking pissed. Like <laughs> I remember I, this. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone, I think everyone when, I mean, who knew me when I got back from South Africa was like, whoa, like you're a different person. Yeah. Like something you, is, something, changing. something's changed. Something's different. And no one could like, please, I don't think anybody could actually sit down, like who really truly knew me. Like a lot of my close friends and my like family members were like, I don't know what it is, but like, it's different. Yeah. Um, and it was more like, I felt my identity was shaken truly. And like, I don't think I could have like realized it then, but um, cause to me, I was just like, I'm mad. <laughs> like, no, yeah, like just going through it. Yeah. But anger is like a secondary emotion. So there was obviously something else going on. And so to be honest, like it was me trying to like break out of that and knowing that it was okay. So what, what, what was the unspoken pressure that you were trying to? The unspoken pressure was definitely like people still seeing me as like someone who goes to church every Sunday, someone who like posts blogs about how great God is like posting about, um, like a lot of it had to do with social media and the way that I presented myself. Um, because people would be like, Oh, like you're doing so great after South Africa. And like, you're doing like, you're going to church and like you're a leader and blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't doing any of that. Wow. Like I literally felt like you were kind of hiding. And I was a hundred percent hiding behind this identity I'd created for myself for 21 years. <laughs> like it sounds that, so sad. No, but it's a real thing. Like, but it was a real thing. Yeah. Like I had definitely created this identity about myself to other people for 21 years and was like, you know, I had sort of dabbled in like changing my identity, like slightly, you know, like I had always said the right things. And when I was like 17, like I said before, like I went through my rebel phase where I like started talking back to my parents and it wasn't like in a disrespectful way. It was yeah. just more questioning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I got to college, I was questioning like academics. And this was like me questioning, like because my faith was my identity. Like I found a lot of identity in that. And so it was me questioning that. And I fell apart <laughs> completely. Um and I think recently, and it, again, I feel like it's very recent, like all of these kind of um, unspoken pressures have come up in my life. Yeah. Um, and I think we've talked about it like outside of this environment, obviously, but I've definitely changed a lot in the last six months, you know, po post-grad. I've felt less of that pressure because I've accepted that that um, not that I like don't have my faith anymore, but it's okay to like go through these seasons. It's okay that these seasons might last longer than previous seasons. And I think that was really important for me, um, realizing that my identity will change. Mm. And that's so scary. Yeah. So how, how has that, like that unspoken pressure for you to be this like goody teachers or like to be this like religious person? How has that changed now? Like, what does that look like for you if you're not playing into the pressures? I think at first I was like really nervous because I'm like, oh, does that mean I can just basically do whatever I want now? Where <laughs> I was just like, well, I was just like, over. all right, cool. So like, you know, no one like sees me as that anymore. Okay. Like yeah. I, I had like determined like, oh no, like I kind of like explain to people like, oh no, I'm not going to church right now. Like that's just not something that's a priority at this moment. Like I have to work and like there were other things. Um, and I wasn't like 
you know, posting about God anymore. And it was like nothing, like no one questioned it. Mm. And so I think it was like, it's kind of this idea of like, okay, if I just like slowly make these changes, like how do people respond? No one cared. (laughs) Like, like it, it was this horrible and yet such a freedom type of liberating moment where I was like, no one else cares about this except me. Like if I like, and it was this idea that like accepting it for myself was more important than other people accepting it. Yes. And this is the point. Like this is like, this is the number one point about like unspoken pressures is like the pressure that you feel comes from other people are really just like fears and insecurities that come within yourself. Yes. And it's like, it's such a frustrating moment because I feel like even if I had heard this six months ago, I'd been like, you don't know my life. You don't know my family. You don't know my life. Like you don't understand these like pressures that I'm feeling. Like there are external pressures. I a hundred percent believe in. I believe that, you know, bosses believe in deadlines and your family has expectations. Like, those are real pressures that you can be feeling. But these really like anxiety, fear-driven, unspoken pressures about being a comic relief, mm-hmm. you know, being a goody two-shoes on social media, those truly do come from your own self. Oh, yeah. And that's the number one. <laughs> that's like, I think the biggest thing, like I've had to learn, it's, it's literally me. Like I yeah. am the person at the end of the day putting that pressure on myself to be X, Y, and Z for these people. And it's kind of scary to test the waters to see what would happen if you didn't do what you normally did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think I started this whole idea of, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And like, yes, woman here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm just like a yes to everything. Like, let's see what happens. And it's like, you know, different people will have different responses and they may be good and they may be bad. Mm. And the ultimate thing is like, I will like my, my headspace is like, I will not let it affect me. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's definitely way harder than obviously it, like, it's harder to say that than yeah. to actually do it. But I feel like that's the biggest, like, I would say the t- biggest tip, like about this whole unspoken pressure thing is like, you know what? I I decided like a couple months ago, I'm just gonna wear whatever I want. Amazing. <laughs> and, like, and like just I feel like it's so, you want. I feel like it's so stupid like saying that out loud, but I was like, I'm going to actually like consciously think about like what I like wear on a regular basis because I would always be like, I wanna be trendy and like I wanna do this. And then I would buy the same thing every day. <laughs> like I would literally wear like jeans, a like graphic tee and a cardigan every day. Like, that was my go-to outfit. Yeah, Which is, like, totally fine. Yeah. Like, I love that about me. Like, that's where that, what I felt comfortable in. But I was like, I'm going to push the boundaries. And I, like, bought a skirt. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> new person. Uh, new person. I bought fun pants. Amazing. And it's like, people's responses were like, wow, you're, like, your clothes are cute. And I was just like, thank you. <laughs> and it's not, like, seeking the validation. Yeah. It was just like... I'm like doing something because I want to do it. And you testing yourself. And testing myself. And other people were like very positive. like, And it almost gave me that confidence that I needed Mm -hmm. where I was like, this is just one aspect in my life that I thought I had like no control over that I had a lot of insecurity about. And I changed it. And like, it was that positivity where I'm like, okay, now it's time to like do more. Mm. It was a catalyst in my 
new identity. So <laughs> you, so you're saying in your life when you kind of made these little changes of the mm-hmm. unspoken pressure, there was no almost backlash for you. I mean, people question me for sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I was like a free brain where I was yeah. like, no one ever talked no, badly about me. Yeah. Everyone was super cool with me, like rebelling. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I mean, I would say most people were just generally happy that I was happy. Mm. Um, but there were definitely some people who questioned me who were like, oh, like why aren't you going to church or like why are you wearing that and like oh you're you know acting out a little bit more that's not like you and I was just it was me like going through the cycle of like questioning myself and saying like oh maybe that isn't me maybe I'm not as comfortable as I thought I was and then me going back through the cycle being like yeah no I don't actually care what you have to say um and not like in a mean way yeah like but in a very like this is me yeah doing me yeah yeah and it was it was this Finding the balance, I think, was really important where I'm like, you know, at one point in my life, I was just like, I'm going to go out and drink and do all this. And I really don't care what people think of me. And then one person was just like, do you actually like enjoy doing that? Or is it just like you feel like you need to? Mm. And I was like, it's it's those questions that I think keep everyone in check where it's just like, you know, the the constant balance and saying like you know I have these unspoken pressures I want to you know test those out and like finding what works for you Mm. so not only you figuring it out for one realizing it's just you yes putting on these crazy expectations for yourself because that's what people labeled you as or what what is the title you've given yourself Mm -hmm. your whole life and then breaking apart from that Testing the war, see what would happen if you didn't play into that role mm-hmm. or that that person or doing those things and then kind of adjusting, I guess, to... Yeah. Would you say that you, like, tested the waters, like, and people adjusted or did you adjust to the way people reacted? I think something... Okay, like, I think the, the comic relief person that... I think that that just comes and goes. That's not really, like, a big... There's no backlash. Oh, how come Tiff's not making jokes today? I think people have a question like, oh, something's wrong with Tiff if I'm not making jokes. Okay. Okay? They're like a little concerned. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, why aren't you? And I think they noticed that. But, you know, that's really easy to manage. I think the biggest part was when I stopped giving people the same attention and care Mm. because I decided for myself, like, I need to take care of myself more than I need to take care of them. Mm. And I think from that, I, I, like, you know, there's people who've left my life. It's not, you go through these unspoken pressures and you try to test it out. And sometimes it doesn't work out for the best. Not everyone gets to see you on the other side when you're changing. Yeah. And I think for the longest time, for me, it's it was like really hard. I think it's still hard for, for me because I think I'm still learning what that looks like in my life. And this season of life of transitioning from, okay, this is the person I am. This is the person I was in college. And now adjusting to the real life and seeing, okay, the, the same tendencies that I used to have, used to work in college, is not working now. Oh, that's you know? a real that's a real moment. Yeah. Of yeah. Like I can't call you and like I can't talk to you at 2 a.m. until until whenever because you're 
you're crying and like you're going through something that we've talked about for so long. And that sounds so harsh to say out loud. No, it, it, I think it's so necessary. It's it's it for it just sounds so hard. It's like, oh, I can't talk. I can't be there for you. But it, I think it, there you have to learn to figure out when that is necessary. When you're gonna have to like put your foot down, and be like, I can't, I can't. I just yeah. cannot be that person for you right now because wanting to care myself or two, just I have things I I need to worry about, mm-hmm. and I don't think that comes from a place of. Um, like lack of compassion. I, mm-hmm. I would like. I would not like to think that. I think it really just comes from a place of like, you, one. I need to become a healthy person too. So it's, it's the practicing the act of taking care of myself, and then on top of that, then I can later help you. Kind of the idea of like when you go on the plane of like you put on your own mask before you yes. have someone else put on their mask for sure and. And I think that in this past, I'm going to say, like, I think eight months, I feel like a lot of friendships have shifted because I can't be that person. I can't be that voice of reason. I can't be that person who constantly um, was so, like, tedious and checking up, checking up on them every time. And I think that that has changed the relationship because now I'm not giving as much as I used to. And the people who can't really understand that or are, are slowly kind of leaving my life. And it's hard, it's hard, because you would like to think the people you invested in will always stay there in your life for a long time, but that's not always the case. And I think that's a, that's the growing pains, right, of going through this time period. You, move, people moving different places, you gain different jobs, you try to figure out who you really are, but you know, going back to those spoken pressures of, I don't have to be that person all the time for everybody you know like I can you you can afford to just take a day to yourself and just worry about yourself and it's okay yeah yeah totally agree yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um ditto yeah <laughs> let me say yeah. like I mean I couldn't have explained it any better it's just um you know ultimately like it's a you thing yeah and like you need to take care of you yeah I think both of our like things go very much in hand in hand where it's like acknowledging that like these unspoken pressures are you and it's not a matter of fixing it it's like nurturing yourself Mm -hmm. nurturing yourself to be a healthier person and almost like being a healthier person for those that you care for that you love and that want you to be the best version of you yeah but also you you have the like the freedom to explore your personality yes. for the rest of your life yes. and not like be confined to what people label you as or yeah. what you you label yourself as. Like yeah. you have the freedom to change your wardrobe and to rebel a little bit mm-hmm. and to not take care of everyone around you all the time and not having to be that like comic relief for everybody at all times. So yeah. I think having that freedom really changes a person, but that doesn't mean... I think it's being realistic and knowing that when you do make these changes, not everyone is going to stick, stick around. And that's probably the, I would say the hardest like aspect of it is knowing that like your, like the way that you change, not everyone is going to be responsive towards it and acknowledging like, that's okay. Yeah. and And, And the people who love you, the people that are supposed to be in your life that care for you will say, cool. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and or it's not necessarily like cool at first. It's a question, you know, I'm really grateful that people question me because some of the like, you know, quote unquote rebel acts that I like participated in weren't me. And like it was them calling me out and being like, McKenna, like we love you. And like, we're really grateful that you're like doing your own thing. However, you also seem to be struggling and you also seem to be like doing this out of not the right tendencies and not the right, you know, um, motivation. Yeah. Having say. people who keep you in check when yes. you are exploring. Those yes. Parts of I would, I would definitely encourage people to like have, to like know who those people are in your life. Sometimes they're revealed to you in those moments of life. Um, and really lean on them Yeah, because not that I'm really good at leaning on people. <laughs> it's a process. Okay, people, it's a process. Um, but just like knowing that you're you, you only get to be you. Yeah. You know, which is the cheesiest thing ever, but also the tr- the truest. I, ever. you know, we were talking about that. All the like super cheesy quotes <laughs> of like, you know, you only have one life to live. Yeah. And it's like, it's so annoying. But and also, yet it's, so true. it's so true. Like, you live one life, like, you can't. You cannot stay stagnant in the same yeah, person. Challenge forever. yourself. Yeah. Put yourself out there. It's Switch hard. Something up. Rejection it sucks. <laughs> but it's okay. But it's good. It's all good things. It's part of the process. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. So I think if you guys have any unspoken pressures, we'd love to hear what you guys yes. are going through. Make sure to... Do comment, uh, comment on our Instagram page and let us know what's what's going on. And if you like this, make sure to share with your friend, a family member, someone who's like, hey, I got some unspoken pressures that I need to work through. Yeah. Send to them <laughs> and make sure to leave a review. Follow us on all the social and we'll make sure to contact you or get connected with you. Eventually. Yeah, for sure. All right. See you next week.